Concentration of personal sin. Concentration of personal sin. Woe is me. I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. That's Isaiah talking in the book of Isaiah and saying, wow, I'm realizing who I am. I'm a man of unclean lips and a land of men of unclean lips. Can you help me? And God came down and touched his lips and then he was completely changed in that very moment. From everything he was, he was that, not any longer. And then God used you plenty through the next many chapters of being a prophet and, t and working with things and doing things. Like I said, here am I, send me. God said, okay, I'll send you. Not on that trip, but I got, I'm going to send you out to my people. I want you to tell them, thus saith the Lord. And that's what he did for the rest of his life. All the book of Isaiah. Now, Isaiah's got a lot, a lot, a lot of powerful prophetic messages, not only for what's already happened, but what's supposed to still happen. So we're still we're still honoring that man by, by following his lead and see what's going on. So we work it out. When I get to a into the presence of God, I do not realize that I'm a sinner in an indefinite sense. Right before God, it's not an indefinite, oh, yeah, I'm a sinner. He goes, oh, all of a sudden, you get crushed by who you were. Okay? And then, then a true repentance comes. Lord, I'm so sorry. It's not that I don't want to do it. I will never do it again. There's a godly sort of repentance that comes and a godly sort of sorrow that comes when you get before him. You can talk about it a lot until you get into a relationship. Once you get into a relationship with him, Eric's just saying, I'm going to meet a guy where I got to tell him about all my shit. Maybe you tell him about all your shit someday, but right now it's not relevant because this is who you are. Well, I came out of a mess. Someday I'll tell you. Okay, Right now, this is who I am with work on this. Okay, let's, let's, let's get in this car and go forward here. My past is my past. is not relevant at this point. When I meet people, do you think I tell them about my past? No. My past is not relevant. You know, I'm usually like a guy, went out to a, 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 a power shop, a speed shop, talk about a guy who's going to work on my cars, right? And, you know, maybe he work with Camaro. And he started talking, started talking. Pastor Lonnie came out there, no problem. Started talking. I said, well, you know, first thing, first guy, big old burly beard. And I said, you know, I used to ride with the HA. I said, trust me, um, I, I, don't, I don't worry about anything, but one thing I will do is I, I want to go talk to somebody who doesn't lie to me. I'll make sure he doesn't lie to me. I said, I want you to tell me the truth. He goes, well, I'm going to hard say this. I said, I don't really care. But I said, look, I rode with the HA, man. It's no big deal. He goes, oh, and instantly changed everything about his demeanor. All of a sudden, he started backing up and realizing Okay, I don't need to. I don't need to do all this. 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 I've been, you know, trying to highball this guy and trying to push him. I, I quit. Look at who you are. Quit letting what you did or went through affect you. You're you are uh, so much better because of those things. That's just all it is. Everything I went through made me who I am. Am I mad at him? Hell no. Going to prison? Hell no. I learned to be who I am. So we look at bad things, but if you don't realize that bad things are good for you. If you change who you're gonna, how you're gonna use them, then it'll be, be, be an amazing thing. When you change how you use them, it's not ignore them and pretend like it didn't happen. Know that they happen and what skills did you use to make them happen? What did you do to make them happen? And how might that be utilized today? Not something you can think about. But I promise you, when I told you I'm doing a resume on you, I'm interviewing you, you say those kind of things, you want to crawl under a rock, I'm going to get up the fuck out from under that rock. I can use you. Why? I like who, who you are and what you're made of. I don't like what you did. I don't have to like what you did. Hate the sin, not the sinner. I can use the sinner. And that person will come out and actually I'll open up and let themselves be usable. That you're a vessel of honor. If you purge yourself of those things so that you can be. So let's purge ourselves of those things so we can be a vessel of honor. Ready to prepare for the master's use. Let's do that, right? Yes. yes.
I realize the concentration of a sinner, a particular feature of my life. A man will say easily, oh yes, I know I'm a sinner. But when he gets into the presence of God, he, he cannot get off of that statement any longer. The conviction is concentrated on, I am this or that or the other. All of a sudden, yes. Yeah. So I said, why don't you get real about what you did? Well, when it's like, and pardon me, I couldn't get late enough, so I went out and pushed and pushed and pushed. And I, you know, and, and I, I know more things about that, even all that. And I still had to go away and satisfy myself. Because all that shit wasn't satisfactory. So you say that thing, that kind of stuff like that was a bad thing. And I'm going, no, that just proves you that shit wasn't satisfactory. Would you like to be satisfied? Let me tell you how to be satisfied. Why don't you come with me? I'm going to put you in some places that what you do means something. Then you'll be satisfied. Because mm -hmm. what you were doing didn't mean anything. I want to put you in a place where it does mean something. Where you get to have the benefit. I look at Day, look at how she's learning to run the school, how she's been able to talk to you people and not be sarcastic. She's growing so much and has no idea how much she's growing. Well, I told her, come with me, sow what I tell you to sow, you're gonna reap things everywhere you go, and you're gonna be blown away at what that looks like. And then guess what happens? You, you get all soft and squishy, and then you wanna come back and you wanna sow some more seeds. Why? Because you like what you're getting on the other side. That's all I'm trying to do is get you to that place where you understand you are that child of God. I'm gonna take that child of God by the hand. I'm gonna teach that child of God something. So when, when, when a realization comes about in the, in the natural world, you're a, you're a, a monster, you know? You're, a, you're bulletproof, nothing can mess with you anymore. Why? Because you knew how to come to God and get it done. And then it just keeps going. The softer you get, the more you got, the more you have to give, right? So come back, the softer you get, the more you get, the more you have to give. So it's just the same thing over and over and over again. But the depths never stop. You think I've arrived. No, you haven't. You, you think, oh my gosh, I'm doing so well. Where's the end? There is no end. The only end there is, is if you quit or you stop. Or you let something distract you. <laughs> now I'm teaching mama right now. She got, got really off course. And she started realizing she was you know, getting in her own way. She's starting to get out of her own way. She's starting to feel a little more healthy. And I'm like, good, let's get you back on track to be who you were. I went so much, you know, you don't do those things. I can't do them because you're not the person anymore. You're not, you know, not that right person. She, but she, you know, she doesn't want those things to be the right person. She's starting to listen to me and, and God forbid, I don't know how that ever happened. You know, she started listening to me and starting to change who she is. Now, how long it sticks? I don't know. She's a tendency to let the old demons come back up and haunt her, right? But they need to haunt you until you tell them to get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You know, finally you get mad enough to get the fuck out. You want them let them haunt you anymore about damn time. But the challenge is, is to grow through these things and become what God has created these things for. He created them to yeah. to teach you to 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 you know strengthen you and, and let you suffer and endure to become something else. And you still think you're that? No, you're not. That was just the school you went to. Okay, so the school you went to taught you a bunch of ugly, nasty shit. But did you learn anything? Okay. What did you learn? Yeah. If I were to stop you and, and, and what, for what you went through, you know, all the shit you did, and I said, okay, but doing all things, what did you learn? Oh, her, girls are easy to get. No, it's not what I'm talking What did you learn by the stupid shit you did? Because I can glean what you learned out of that and show you where that's viable today in a different manner, in a positive, righteous way. But if you didn't learn anything, all you do is keep going back to that same shit. That means you didn't learn anything. Obviously, that school didn't teach you very well because you're going, you're going back to start all over again. Why? Because you're stupid, I guess, right? They're not gonna, you're not going to advance out of that school unless you finally get the good grades, right? Yeah. Well, how about getting the good grades by doing it and understand what, what it's used for? As opposed to what you did with it, what was it actually to be used for, right? Conviction is a concentrated stand on this or that or the other. This is always a sign that a man or woman is in the presence of God. There is never any vague sense of sin, but the concentration of sin in some personal particular. 
God begins by convicting us of one thing fixed on in the mind that is prompted by his spirit. If we yield to his conviction on that point, he will then lead us down to the great disposition of the sin underneath. He'll tell, talk to you and he'll, he'll get you convicted about some of the stuff you did. And then he'll take you back down and help you understand what, you, what was actually happening, what you did with what he was doing. Yeah. And that sin's deeper than that's why I said, I said please don't let me pack, pick on you, but I'm trying to tell you something. What you did, you're embarrassed, you're ashamed, but you were the predator. You were the one, you were the one that was asking or creating a, the moments. Well, is that not a skill set that can be used for righteousness? Yes. But you don't want to use it for righteousness? You're afraid if I go back out and use it again, I'll go back to the same stupid stuff? No, I'm not so sure you would. I'm sure if somebody told you there was another, another possibility, you might chase a new possibility. The challenge is, well, I've told you before, you just change masters. You don't change at all. You just change masters. The reason you do the things you do is because you have a different master today. That's what this one's learning. The different masters go, damn, I kind of like this. I knew you would. I told you you would. You know, and she's starting to realize these things, and she's wow, this is incredible. You know, and that's that's the point. Learning these things and realizing what value they really bring into your life are the things I'm trying to teach you. He will lead us down to a greater disposition of sin underneath. This is the way that God always deals with us when we are consciously in His presence. If you're going to consciously be in His presence, like I'm asking you to be, He's going to deal with all that stuff. And He, I promise, you won't be mad at Him. He's going to ask some hard questions and make you tell the truth. But once you tell the truth, he's going to tell you how the truth was, that your truth is skewed with your emotions and your feelings and your mind. And then he'll say, now let's look at him reality and what, 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 what I was doing and what I was trying to, you know, let you have, even though you did, did the wrong thing with it, what was I actually teaching you? Oh, wow. And you go, yeah, but it happened to me when I was four or five. Well, what did you think he started teaching you? The minute you were born, right? Yes. And let all this ugly shit come into your life. Why? To teach you what ugly shit was. Not to go perpetuate it, but if you even perpetuate it, you did the wrong thing with what he taught you. What'd you learn? Not to do that again, right? The experience of a concentration of sin is true in the greatest and least of the saints as well as in the greatest and the least of sinners. I like today's message, profound and shallow, right? Mm-hmm. today, right? When a man is on the front rung of the ladder, first rung of the ladder of experience, he may say, I do not know where I have gone wrong, but... The Spirit of God will point out that some particular definite thing. Then the effect of that vision of the holiness of the Lord on Isaiah was to bring him home that he would be a man of unclean lips. And he laid upon my mouth and lo, this had touched my lips and thy iniquity is taken away and thy sin has been purged. Purge yourself of these unrighteous things so you can be a vessel of honor. Mm-hmm. On that first rung, I don't know what to do. God gets you the second rung. What are you going to do? Worry about the first one? No. Okay, now I got a third one. What do I got? What, once you know you're making progress, guess what you want to do? Make progress. But if I can't get you making some progress, it's really hard to get you motivated about wanting to progress even further, right? Yes. The cleansing fire had to be applied where the sin had been concentrated. He's got to get you straight and right on the things that are really going on, not to not the boo-hoo moments. You know, I had to tell all the stuff and things all I did. Well, that's great. That's why you heard me. I really didn't care and didn't listen. You know? That's why I just took the numbers and ran with them and just said, hey, look, this is what's really going on because I'm trying to teach you something. Right? Yes. Luke 7. Luke, chapter 7. We did this last week, too. Luke 7, verse 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, 
when she knew that Jesus at meet with the Pharisee's house, bought an alabaster box of ointment, stood at the feet behind <clears throat> weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears and wipe them with the hairs of her head, kissed his feet, and anointed them with the, with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spoke within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who the, what manner of woman this was that touches him, for she's a sinner. So Jesus said, yeah, no problem. Simon, I have somewhat to say to you. And he says, Master, say on. There was a credit. Notice he talked to one of his disciples, not to the guy that made that mouth off. Yeah. Okay. He was a creditor, which had two debtors. One owed him 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which one of them shall love him the most? Simon answered and said, I suppose that he, the one that forgave the most, is and he said unto him, Thou have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, See you this woman? I entered to your house, and you gave me no water for my feet. But he says, She has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman, since I came in, has, has not stopped kissing my feet. My head with oil did you not anoint, but this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto you, Her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she has loved much. But he whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. He says in her, thy sins are forgiven. What they sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, who is this man that can forgive sins? All? Didn't pay attention to the message that was brought. No. Well, who is this guy think he is that he can forgive sins as he will? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Concentrated sin, right? Yeah. Yes. Didn't care. Came in and said, I can't help but to want to love on God and you know, wash his feet and anoint him and do anything else and do this. And people going on, and everybody's out there going, what the heck's he doing? Let this, you know, ho, do this kind of stuff. And they're like, I'm sorry. She's actually realized she's forgiven. What she wants to do is love on me, which is what I told you. Let's love on him. Right? Yes. 15. Then he drew near to him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. Pharisees and scribes murmured, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. And he spoke to them and said, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after that one and is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. When he comes home, he calls together the friends and neighbors and saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep <coughs> which was lost. So I say to you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents <coughs> more than over the 99 <clears throat> just persons which need no repentance. Either that woman having 10 pences of silver, if she lose one piece, does not light a candle and sweep the house and, and seek diligently until she finds it. And when she says she found it, she calls her friends and her neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, I have found the peace which I have lost. Likewise, I say to you, there is a joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repents. Then he said, A certain man had two sons, the younger of them, said to his father, Father, give me the portion of my the goods that falls to me. And he divided them and them his living. Not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey to the far country and there wasted the substance with riotous living. When he had spent all, all there arose a mighty famine in the land and he began to be in want. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him to the fields to feed the swine. He would fain have filled the belly with the husks that swine did eat and no man gave unto him. Went out and fed the swine, but nobody bothered to feed him food. He would have 
he came to have himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise, go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called a son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he rose and came to his father, but when he was yet afar off, great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, because the boy was coming home. He ran, fell on his neck, kissed him. The son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to the servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on my put it on him, and bring a ring on his hand and the shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this is my son was dead, but now he's alive again. He was lost. Now he's found, and they began all to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field. They come and drew near to the house. <clears throat> he heard the music and the dancing. <clears throat> And he called one of his servants and asked what these things might mean, what they meant. He said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father has killed the fatted calf, because he has received him safe and sound. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Scolded him, just you know. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time commandment. And yet you never gave me a kid, and I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as the son was come, which has devoured thy living with a harlot. Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, you are ever with me, and all that I have is yours. I was necessary that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead, and he's alive again. He was lost, and now he is found. Amen. So will we be that found child? Does it really matter that we've been lost? And I'm sorry, but... You've been lost and you've been found. They're going to throw a party in heaven and they finally got you. Mm-hmm. All the good people getting in. He goes, yeah, they're, they're coming in. They're, they haven't transgressed. They're, they're only enough to repent from. But all these folks had a lot to repent from. So, And, and I saved one of them. Woohoo! Let's party. <laughs> but you need to understand the mindset of God is not the mindset you place with. You think he's this big bad guy but they're going to beat the hell out of you for doing what you did. He goes, no, I'm going to love you to death if you come home. Amen. Let's go home. Amen. Right? Yes. Luke 18. And he spoke this parable to certain which trusted themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a publican. Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, even as this publican. I fast twice in the week and I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican, standing afar off, would not even lift up so much as his eyes to heaven but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalts himself shall be abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. So what am I asking you to do? Oh, yeah, humble yourself. Verse, chapter 19, verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was a chief among the publicans, and he was rich. He sought to see Jesus, who he was, and he could not for the press because he was of little stature. He was a runt. <laughs> he ran before, though, and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was a ways away yet. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at your house. My first thing is, how does he know my name? Yeah. 
What did I do, right? Yeah. Right. He made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when he saw, they all murmured, saying, This is this, that he was gone to the guest with a man that was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, uh, on behalf of my goods, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, restore him fourfold. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to him, Today, this day, is salvation come to your house. Mm-hmm. For as much as you also are the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save those which are lost. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been lost for a long time. And he's coming specifically, he came specifically 2,000 years to seek and save us. Amen. Now, why hasn't that been possible? You've been in a way. What you've done, where you've been, is more, more about. I like the, 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 the publican that went before behind the Pharisee wouldn't even look up to heaven and just go, God, please forgive me. I mean, I'm a sinner, man. I know what I've done. Or Zacchaeus, I know what I've done. I'll give half of that to my, my, what I've worked to the kingdom, and I'll go fourfold return to the payment if I ever took money from somebody I wasn't supposed to. They immediately re- not only repented, but they started thinking, my God, how might I how might I just not care about this stuff anymore? It doesn't matter anymore. When you bet your butt, all he did the day before was chase, 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 chase his money and, and doing what he's going to do. And all of a sudden, it's like, that wasn't so important because he realized what's really important was the man that just walked by. You know, not some stranger, some guy that calls you, hey, Zacchaeus, come out of the tree. I know you're Let's go have dinner with you tonight. I mean, I, I fell out of the tree. Probably <laughs> knew my name. Okay. So we rest destiny. This guy got dinner with him tonight. You know, I mean, one of those things. But the, the key is in this thing. Where are we in our spiritual walk with God? Are we in a place that He gets a chance to have His way, or are we somehow still feel like somehow we're unworthy? Romans two one. <clears throat> Therefore, you are inexcusable, old man. Who's going to you that judge another? For when you judge another, and you condemn yourself. If you the judge, do the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth against them and commit such things. We're sure that's true, but do we understand it's true about us then too? And think you this, old man, the judge then does those things and does the same that you somehow are going to escape the judgment of God? I hope not. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness and the forbearance and long suffering, knowing that the goodness of God is going to lead to repentance? Have you not tasted of the goodness of God in here? Yes. There ought to lead you to repentance. After the hardness and the impenitent heart treasures of itself, wrath against the other, all that stiff neckedness and defense mechanisms you've had to keep you safe and secure, wrath against the wrath of God. You're, you're, you're holding out your own defense against what God's trying to save you from your bullshit so you don't have to worry about the wrath of God. But somehow or another, you'd rather be stubborn now than receive the, the grace of God and be saved from the real wrath. Mm-hmm. In revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who pay by patience, continuance, and will, doing seek for glory, honor, and immortality, and eternal life. But to them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, anguish, anguish upon every soul of man that does evil, but Jew and also the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that works good to the Jew again and the Gentile. And there is no respect of persons. For as many as have sinned without the law shall also perish without the law. As many have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles, which have not the law, do by nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, are a law to themselves, which show the work of the law written in their hearts. Remember we just read, God, I was wondering, says everything's the law? Yes. Shows the law written in their hearts. Their conscience then bearing them witness whether they were doing it wrong or doing it right. Right? And they're, they're bearing witness, and their thoughts, meanwhile, either accusing 
or excusing one another. Looking at it for truth and saying, well, okay, my bad. I didn't mean to judge you. Or, oh, oops, uh, uh, we, need to, we need to accuse you of this because this is what you're guilty of, right? Mm-hmm. The day when God shall judge the, the secrets of men by Jesus, according, Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Uh-oh. 3-1. What advantage there is the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? Much in every way, chiefly because that under them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yes. Let God be true and every man a liar. As it is written, that you might be justified in our sayings and might overcome when you are judged. But if our righteousness, unrighteousness, commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who then takes vengeance? He says, I speak, this is a man, which would be a stupid question. So God forbid, for but then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God has more about it through my lie and the glory, I am also judged as a sinner. And yet, not rather as we be slanderously reported, as some of them affirm, we say, let us do evil that good may come and whose damnation is just. So what then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have been proved, before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, they are all under sin. And as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understands. There is none that seeks after God. They're all gone out of the way. They've all together become unprofitable. And there is none that seeks good, no, not one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they have used deceit and poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their, li- their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law says, it says to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Thank you for the law that we might become guilty then to only be freed up by the one that saved us from our guilt. Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight, the law of knowledge of sin only. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law of the prophets. Even the righteousness of God is by the faith of Jesus unto all and upon all of those that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and all come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace then through redemption that's in Christ, whom God has sent forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare the, his righteousness, his righteousness, Amen. for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Amen. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of us, as long as we believe in Jesus. Amen. Four, one. So what should we say that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to flesh, has found that Abraham were justified by works? He does some up to glory, but not before God. Mm-hmm. For what says the scripture? Abraham believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. Now, to him that works is reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that works not, but believes. Hmm. That's a, we read this quite often and we somehow haven't got that yet. That him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith that is counted for righteousness, even as David also describes the blessedness of man who, unto whom God imputes righteousness without works. Say, blessed are those iniquities who are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whom the Lord shall not impute sin. So comes this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or on the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How then is it reckoned? When he was in circumcision or uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. When he received the sign of circumcision, a seal 
after the fact of righteousness of the faith which he had already had, yet being still uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, that believe. Yes. Though we be not circumcised, yet the righteousness might be imputed unto them also. The father of circumcision them who are not of the circumcision only, but also those who walk in the steps of faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet at that moment still uncircumcised. 5.1 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God, the Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation is going to work patience, patience, experience, experience is going to give us hope. Hope is going to make us not ashamed because the love of God is then shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which has been given to us. Mm-hmm. For when we were yet without sin, without strength, I'm sorry, in due time Christ died for that ungodly. Mm-hmm. For scarcely a righteous man will one die, but perhaps for a good man, maybe someone dare to die. But God commends his love towards us, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So much more than now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of Jesus, much more now being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only so, but also we joy in God through the Lord Jesus, by whom we now receive the atonement. So wherefore is one man sinner into the world? Death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law of sin was in the world, but it was not imputed when there was no law. So nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned at the same similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the strength, the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded to many. It's not as it was by one that sinned, and so is the gift, for the judgment was one to condemnation, but the free gift is to many offenses unto justification. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which have received the abundance of the grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by that one, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Therefore, as the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so in the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. More of the law entered, that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness into eternal life by Christ Jesus. And what should we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are of dead to sin live any longer in that lifestyle? Know ye not that as so many of us were baptized into Jesus, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by the baptism of death, that like as Christ was raised up from the death of the glory of the Father, even so we also should be walking in the newness of life. For if when we been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also, in the likeness of his resurrection, be in the resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, and the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we would not serve sin. For that he dead for him that he is dead, he's freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also be living with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more, death has no more dominion over him. For that he died, he died once in a sin. But in that he lives, he lives unto God always. So likewise, reckon you yourselves to be deadly, need to sin, but alive unto God, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So let not sin then for a reign in your mortal body, that you obey it and luster of. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves to God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So yield yourself to God, let God use your members. Right? Yes. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to, to, to sin, 
but yield yourselves to God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you either, for you are not under the law, but under the grace. So what then? Should we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. How do we want to always want to go back to sinning? Right? Hmm. Yeah. Now you know the two whom you yield yourself servants to obey his servants you are to whom you obey, whether sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God's going to be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you've now obeyed the heart from the heart, the form of doctrine which was delivered to you. Being then made free from sin, you became servants of righteousness. I speak after the matter of men because of the infirmity of your flesh, for as you have yielded your members unto servants to uncleanness, to iniquity, and to iniquity, even so now yield your members to servants to righteousness unto holiness. When you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit you had in those things now, you're even ashamed. For the end of those things was death. But now, being made free from sin and become servants of God, you have your fruit now unto unholy, to holiness, I'm sorry, and the end of that everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. 7 4. Wherefore, my brother, you also become dead to the law of the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is. Raised from the dead, that you should bring forth fruit unto God. For when you were in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were by the law, did work in your members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now you are delivered from that law, that being dead, wherein we were held, you should serve the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Amen. What should we say then? Is the law of sin? God forbid. No, if I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, do not covet. But sin, taking occasion with a commandment, wrought me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life, was I, I found it to be death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Which was then, that which is good, made death unto me. God forbid, but sin, that it might appear sinful, working death in me by that which is good, the sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. 81. <clears throat> there is therefore now no condemnation to <clears throat> them to walk <clears throat> in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from that law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned the sin that was in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit mind the things of the Spirit. <clears throat> the carnal mind is death, and to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is, is enmity against God, for it's not subject, indeed, the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Amen. Now, if any man have not that Spirit of Christ, though, you're none of His. But if this Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, and the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by the spirit that dwells in you. Amen. Amen. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if through the, the spirit we do mortify the deeds of our body, we shall live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they become the sons and daughters of God. For you have not received the spirit of a bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy. Amen. Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit, our spirit, and we are the children of God. Children that heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs of Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together with him. Amen. 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 Romans 12. 1. We beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you would present your bodies 
a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is, by the way, your reasonable service. Mm -hmm. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed to the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm -hmm. For I say, to the grace given to me, to every man that is among you, do not think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. 13.1 Let every soul be subject to the higher powers, for there is no power but of God, the powers that be are ordained of God. Yes. Whosoever therefore resists the power, resists the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Will you then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and you shall have the praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good, but if you do that which is evil, be afraid, for he bears not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil. Therefore, you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for your conscience' sake. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. It was written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered the heart of man the things which God had prepared for those that love him. Amen. You say not obedient to him, but love him? Yes. yes. But God has revealed unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man other than the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Which things also we speak, not in, man, in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them when they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual will be able to judge all things, yet he himself will be judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. Verse 5, verse 6. Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven is going to leaven the whole lump. Purge out therefore the old leaven then, that you may be a new lump, as you are unleavened. For Christ even is our Passover, even sacrifice for us. Therefore let us keep the feast out of the old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice or wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Amen. 6.9 Know you not that the unrighteousness, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But now you're washed. Amen. But now you're sanctified. Yes. But now you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Thank you, Lord, right? Yes. yes. All things are lawful to me, but all things are good for me. All things are lawful, but I will not be brought into the power of any of them. Meats are for the belly, and belly for meats. But God is going to destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up also by his peace, power. Mm -hmm. Knowing then that your bodies are members of Christ, shall you then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. No. What? Know you not that he which is Joined into a harlot is one body, for two, he says, shall become one flesh. But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Mm -hmm. Flee fornication, every sin that a man does without the body. But he that commits fornication sins against his own body. What? Shall you know not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are both God's. Mm -hmm. Ta-da! <laughs> 2 Corinthians 
1.8. For we would not, brethren, have you be ignorant of our trouble which came to us in our life. We were pressed out of measure, above strength, in so much that we even despaired of life. Or oh, just ended. Tell me I'm wrong. But we had this sentence of death in ourselves. Should we learn not to trust in ourselves? Hello? But in God which raises the dead. Who delivered us from such a great death and does deliver? In whom we trust that he will deliver us still. You also helping together by prayer for us that the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks, may be given to by many on our behalf. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we've had our conduct in the world and the more abundantly to you. For we had none of the things unto you that which we have read to acknowledge, we trust that you will acknowledge them all the way even to the end. I've told you what I've told you and hope you're going to keep it all the way to the end. 3-1. Do we begin to commend ourselves? Or somehow do we need letters of recommendation from others? <coughs> You are our letter written in hearts, written, known, and read of all men. For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, not writ, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart. Amen. We trust, have we through God to Godward. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to anything, to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiencies of God, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter is going to kill, Amen. and the spirit is going to give life. Amen. But as the ministries of death written and engraved with shoulders is more glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look at the face of Moses for the glory of the countenance, which was glory, was to be done away. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of the condemnation be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by the reason of the glory that excels. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remains is even more glorious. Amen. Seeing that we have much such hope, we use a great plainness of speech. For one. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we receive mercy and we faint not. We renounce the hidden things of dishonesty. We're not walking in craftiness, nor are we handling the word of God deceitfully. But by the manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hidden, it's hidden to those that are lost, to whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light, the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should then shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God, who has commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined into our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and absolutely not of us. Five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he has become a new creature, and all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. All things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Christ, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. To it, the God was in Christ, reconciled the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, but, and has committed us unto the word of reconciliation. Now, then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beg you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Amen. For he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we, we might be the righteousness of God in him. Amen. Amen. 7-1. Having therefore these promises, 
Dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of flesh and spirit, and let us perfect holiness in the fear of God. Amen. Amen. Galatians 2, 16. Knowing that man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. And not by the works of the law, for the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to sin. Dead to the law, but that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live with the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. So, old foolish people, who has bewitched you, you should not obey the truth. For whose eyes was Christ evidently set forth? Which one of you saw Jesus? And then crucified among you. Because the only way I learned of you, did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit that you're now going to try to perfect it in the flesh? We have suffered so many things in vain, have we? If it is yet been in vain, right? Right. 322. The scripture has concluded all in her sin. The promise by faith of Jesus might be given to them that believe. Amen. So if we believe, we have the faith of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Amen. But before our faith came, we kept under the law and shut up to the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Therefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that was the faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For we are, in fact, the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. Ephesians 3.1 This cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, for you Gentiles, you've heard of the dispensation of grace was given to me on you, for you. How that by revelation made known unto me the mystery that I wrote before you in a few words. Wherefore, when you read, you may understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that Jesus, the Gentiles, should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of the same promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift and the grace of God given to me by the effectual working of his power. Amen. So unto me was less than all the least of the saints was his grace given that I could preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery from which the beginning of the world has been hidden in God who created all things by Christ to the intent that now in the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. According to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ before Christ our Lord in whom we have boldness and access accomplished by faith in him. Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulation for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of the Lord Jesus, for whom the whole family in heaven is earth is named, that we would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man. Amen. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you, being rooted and grounded, grounded in love, what? Love. Love, obedience, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what's the depth, breadth, length, depth, and height. To know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge, that he, you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now in him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we would ever think or ask according to the power that works in us. Works where? Yes. Yes. In us. Is that crazy? Unto him be the glory of the church of Christ Jesus throughout all the ages, world without end, and let that be so. Amen. Amen.
4.17. This I say, therefore, and testify the Lord, that from now on, walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened by being alienated from the life of God through the interest that's in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If so, be that you have heard him, have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you will put off concerning the former conduct of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind after you put on the old man. And then you put on the new man, which after God has recreated righteousness and true holiness. Yes, Lord. First Thessalonians 3 7. Therefore, brethren, we are covered over you in all our affliction and distress for your faith. Now, we live if we stand fast in the Lord. Amen. For what thanks can we render to God again for you, for all the joy wherewith our joy for your sakes before our God? Night and day we pray exceedingly. We might see your face that might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now, God Himself and our Father, even the Lord Jesus Christ, direct our way unto you. That the Lord make you to increase and abound in love towards one another. And what? Love. love towards one another and towards all men, even as we do towards you. At the end, He may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ for all of the saints. Amen. Amen. 417. For one. Furthermore, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you to the Lord Jesus, how you have received of us, how you ought to walk to please God, so you would, you would abound more and more. Amen. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even for your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess this vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man would go beyond and fraud his brother in any manner, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we have forewarned you and testified. For God has not called us to uncleanness, but he's called us to holiness. He, therefore, that despises, despises not God, but God, not man, but God, who has also given to us his spirit. So we've got the spirit, so we shouldn't be despising him. Yes. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.5. Now, the end of the commandment is charity of a pure heart and of a good conscience and a faith sincere. From some, from which some have swerved, turned aside and selfish jangling, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say or what they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. Knowing this, that the law is not made for righteous men, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and the sinners, for unholy and profane, for murders and fathers and murders of mothers, for manslayers, for homemongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men. Stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to glorious gospel, the blessed God which is committed to my trust. Amen. And I thank God, Christ Jesus our Lord, who enabled me, for that counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, for who before was a blasphemer, a persecutor, and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did all ignorantly and unbelief. The grace of the Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ. This is a faithful saying, worthy of all exception, that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners, whom I am one of the worst, the chief, right? Yes. How be it for this cause I obtain mercy, that in me, first, Jesus Christ might show forth all of suffering for a pattern to them which hereafter should believe on him to life everlasting. Showed it me so I could help others come to know Jesus. Yes. Life everlasting. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, let there be honor and glory forever and ever, and let it be so. 
Amen. 4.1. For now, the Spirit speaks expressly. The latter times comes from the part of the faith, having giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meat, which God has created to receive with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you shall be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up with the words of faith and of good doctrine. Where do you now have attained? So mm -hmm. refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise yourselves rather to godliness. Mm -hmm. For bodily exercise is going to profit a little, but godliness is profitable all things, having the promise of the life that now is and that which is one to come. It's faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance for there. For we both labor and suffer approach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. So command these things and teach. Yes. Amen. 2 Timothy 2.14 These things put the remembrance, chain and charge before the Lord that he would strive not about words to the pro no profit but the subverting of hearers. Yeah. Study to show yourself approved unto God and work with need not be ashamed. Rightly divide the word of truth. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they're going to increase to more and more ungodliness. The word will eat as does a canker, of whom Hymenus and Philetus, who concerning the truth, have erred, saying the resurrection is past already and overthrew the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God is going to stand sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his, and let every man, every one that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Yes. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. But if a man will therefore purge himself, from this, these things, he shall be a vessel of honor. Amen. Set apart, sanctified, meet for the master's use, prepared for every good work. So Amen. sign Amen. me a coach. Yes. Amen. So flee these youthful lusts, follow after righteousness, faith, and charity, peace with them that call upon the Lord of a pure heart. But foolish, none unknown questions, avoid knowing they're going to cause more strife. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach, be patient. In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God perhaps will give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth. Then they may recover themselves out of the serve devil who has taken them captive by him at his will. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live totally righteously and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and for the glorious prayer of a great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify himself and peculiar people zealous of good works. So these things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority and let no man despise you. Hebrews 3, 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts to the provocation of the day of temptation and wilderness. So when your fathers tempted me, he proved me and saw my works for 40 years. Wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, therefore, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, departing from the, the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is still called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. What is said then today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts is in the provocation. Amen. Hebrews 9, 19. 
Brother Moses. I'm sorry, 9-1. Sorry about that. Then truly the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and of worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made. Made first where it was the candlestick, the table, the showbread, and it was called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle was called the holiness of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid around about with gold, wherein it was your golden pot, had manna, and Aaron's rod that budded, the tables of the covenant. For we the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat of which we cannot show or speak particularly. Now, when these things were thus ordained, the priests all went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he had offered for himself and for the heirs of the people. The Holy Ghost then was signifying that this way of the holiness of all was not yet made manifest, while as the ta first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time when present, if when offered both gifts and sacrifice, they could not make him that did the service perfect or pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in the meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinance imposed on them until the time the Reformation. Yeah. But Christ being come of a high priest of good things to come by a greater, more perfect tabernacle, made not made with hands, but that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and the calves, but by his own blood he entered into once the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for all of us. Amen. For if the blood of bulls and goats and ashes from heifer sprinkling unclean sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, so how much more shall the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God. Purge therefore your consciences from dead works and to serve the living God. Yes. Nine fourteen now. I mean nineteen. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and scarlet wool, and he hesitantly sprinkled both on the book and on the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God has enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood over the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and above all things over the law are purged with blood. Without the shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of these things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things must themselves with better sacrifice than these. For Christ has not entered the holy places with hands, but which are figures of the two, but with the heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Amen. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters into the holy place every year with the blood of others. For then must he often have suffered unto the foundation of the world, but now, once in the end, the world which he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Yes. And as it had appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, but unto them that look for him shall be appeared a second time without sin and salvation. Amen. 10.1 The law having a shadow of good things to come, not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices they, that they offered year by year continually make the comers there too perfect. For when they would have ceased to be offered because that the worship was once purged should have had no more conscience of sin. If the the blood of goats and bulls and that's what they would have done the work, mm -hmm. they should have just stopped doing that the first time been good. Yeah. It had to be done annually because it wasn't working. Yeah. And it got up a clear conscience for a minute. Mm -hmm. They went back and the guilt showed back up on again. Yeah. For then they would have not ceased to be offered because the worshippers once purchased should have had no more conscious sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of the sins every year. For it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he comes unto the world, he says, Sacrifice and offering, I would not. But a body 
Hast thou prepared me? And burnt offerings and sacrifices were said, Thou hast no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book that was written to me, to do thy will, O God. Above what he said, sacrifice and offerings and burnt offerings and offering for sin, you would not neither have any pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he also, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He takes away the first, that the second may be established. By which we will we by which will we are sanctified it is by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ Jesus once for all. Every priest standing daily to ministry and offering oftentimes the same sacrifice can never take away the, away the sins. But this man, after he'd offered one sacrifice for the sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. From now on, expecting until his enemy made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Whereof the Holy Ghost also is witness to us. For after that he had said before, This is the covenant which I will make with them after those days, which he said, Lord, I'll put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds, and I will write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where a remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. So having therefore, brethren, the boldness of entering the holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to through his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with true heart and full assurance of our faith, having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful who has promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, Amen. not forsaking and assembling ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much more and more and more as you see the day approaching. Amen. 12.1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about such a great cloud of witnesses, mm-hmm. let us lay aside every weight, the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us turn, let us run with patience the race that's set before us, looking for Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who has, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down at the right hand on the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest he wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet even resisted unto blood, striving against sin. And he that has forgotten has this exhortation, which speaks unto you as unto children, my son, despise not you the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when he is, you are rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens, who he scourges, every son whom he receives. Yes. Amen. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace to all men, holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man may fall, fail the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator, nor profane person, as was Esau, who for one morsel beat sold his birthright, for you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. Thirteen seventeen. Obey them that have the rule over you. Submit yourselves to they that watch over your souls. As they that must give account. They may do it with joy and not with grief. For they may do it with joy and not grief. For that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things. Willing to live honestly. But I beg you, the brethren, do this. And I may restore to you the sooner. Now the God of peace that brought again the dead. From the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through 
the blood of the everlasting covenant make you perfect in every good work to do his will. Amen. Working in you that which is well-pleasing in his own sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Let it be so. Amen. James 1, 12. So bless the man that endures temptation. When he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them to love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither does he tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away with his own lust, enticed. Then when his lust has conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it has finished, brings forth death. So do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, whom there is no variableness, neither shadow turning of his own will, that he help us be born again with a Amen. word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Amen. For one. For whence come these wars and fightings among you? Come they not, even if you lust at war in your members? You lust, you have not, you kill, you desire to have, you cannot obtain, you fight and war, and yet you have not, because you ask not. You ask and you receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy? But he gives more grace. Wherefore, he said, God, resist the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. Submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be inflicted in mourning and weep. Let your laughter return in the morning, and your joy to heaviness. Okay. Humble yourselves, therefore, in the sight of God, and he shall lift you up. Amen. 5-7. Be patient, therefore, brethren, to the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husband waits for the precious fruit of the earth, has long patience for it until the Receive the early and the latter rain. But you also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is drawing near. Amen. Grudge not one another against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge stands before the door. Take my brother the prophets who have spoken the name of the Lord for an example of suffering affliction of their patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You've heard of the patience of Job and have seen the Lord, the, seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and tender, tender mercy. But of all things, my brother, swear not by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yes be yes, your no be no, unless you fall into condemnation. Amen. Is there any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. If any sick among you, let him call upon the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. If you have committed sins, and they shall be forgiven him. So confess your faults to one another, that you pray for one another, that you may be healed. The effective, passionate prayer of a righteous man shall avail much. Amen. Isaiah was such a subject to like passage, and we are. He prayed earnestly that he might not rain, and it rained not the earth by his face for three and a half years. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth its fruit. So, brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, one converted, let him know that he which converts the sinner from the error of his way shall save his soul from death, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Amen. Amen. First Peter 2, 13. Submit yourselves to every ordinance in man for the Lord's sake, whether it be the king and supreme or governors and them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Amen. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men Amen. as free and not using your liberty for an a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God only. Honor all men, love the, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good, and gentle, but also to the forward. This is a thankworthy of a man for conscience towards God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For it, what is it glory if we be buffeted for your faults? You shall take it patiently. But if, when you do well and you suffer for it, 
take it patiently, this is acceptable to God. For when even hereunto you call, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should not that we should follow after his steps. Who did sin? No sin. Neither was guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not and committed himself to him that judges righteously. Who is his own self, bearer witness in the own body of the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live under righteousness by whose stripes we've been healed. Amen. For you were as sheep gone astray, but now you are returned to a shepherd, the bishop, bishop of your souls. Amen. 3.8. Finally, if you all one mind, having passion one another, love is brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil, we were railing for railing, but contrary wise blessing, knowing that you are there too called, that you should then inherit a blessing too. Amen. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips, they would speak no deceit or guile. Let him eschew evil and do good, let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them to do evil. So who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? But if you suffer for righteous sake, happy are you, and you be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. Amen. But sanctify the Lord your, your God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that seek, asks you for the reason of the hope that's in you with meekness and fear, Amen. having a good conscience that, whereas they speak evil of you, as evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conduct in Christ. Yes. For it's better, the will of God be so, and if you suffer well doing, then, then for evil doing. For Christ also has what suffered for sins, just to the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. 4.1 For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves like with the same mind. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. He that no longer should live the rest of the time in his flesh is the lust of the men, but is the will of God. For time past of our life may have sufficed us to have wrought the will of Gentiles, we walk in lasciviousness, lusts, excess wines, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Where anything is strange, we will not run with them anymore, and they speak evil of you. Mm -hmm. Who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick of the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but according to God in the spirit. Amen. But the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch in a prayer. Above all things, have passion and charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover multitude of sins. Hmm. Use hospitality to one another. Without grudging, as every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Amen. Amen. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the ability which God gives, that God in all things may glorify, be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So behold, think it not strange concerning the fire and trials to try you, as though some strange thing had happened to you. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of the Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be all glad also yes. with an exceeding joy. Yes. If you be reproached for the name of Jesus, happy are you. For the spirit of the glory of God rests upon you and on your part. He is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Amen. Let none of you suffer as an evil, a murderer, as a thief, or an evildoer, or as a busybody in another man's affairs. But if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him go glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first must begin at us, what shall be the end of those that obey not the gospel of God? Right. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Yes. Two, one, three. According to his divine power is given to all things that pertain to life and godliness to the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given to us exceeding great precious promises that by these you have been takers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Amen. Besides this, 
I ask that you give all diligence to your faith, add virtue, virtue, knowledge, to your knowledge, temperance, to temperance, patience, and patience, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, and that these things be in you, and they abound, they will make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, but thee that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar, and has forgotten that he's purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Mm-hmm. So, an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Amen. 2-1. There are false prophets who among the people, even as there be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness they shall use feigned words. Making merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, yet their damnation slumbers not. For if God spurred out the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them to chains of darkness, and reserved them to judgment, and spared not his own world, but the saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, and bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning and turning the sinners of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes, condemned them to an overthrow, making them a, a, an example of those that should after live ungodly. Delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conduct of the of the wicked. For the righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, it vexes his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. So the Lord knows how to deliver them, the godly though out of temptations, and reserve the unjust of the day of judgment to be unpunished, to be punished. I'm sorry, but chiefly them that walk after their own flesh and lust of uncleanness, despising government presumptions of they self-willed, they're not afraid to speak evil dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power, and might bring not even readily the accusation against them before the Lord. But these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed, speaking evil of things which they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it a pleasure to write daytime spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves their own deceivings while they feast with you. Having eyes full of adultery, they cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, a heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children which have forsaken the right way and gone astray, followed the way of Balaam, the son of Asor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked by his, for his iniquity by the dumbass speaking with a, a man's voice for bade the majesty of the prophet. For these are wells without water, clouds that are carried over the tempest, to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lusts of flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same he is also brought into bondage. For if, after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than it was in the beginning. For it had been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn from the, the holy commandment and be delivered to them. But it has happened to them, according to the true proverb, the dog has returned to his own vomit and the sow that was washed with the wallow in the mire. First John 1 John 1.5 This, then, is the message which we heard of him and declared to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and the walk in darkness, we lie and we don't know the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we shall fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, shall cleanse us from all of our sins. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, though, we deceive ourselves, the truth again is not in us. If we confess our sins, 
He is then faithful to judge and forgive our sins. Be just and to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. If we say that we've not sinned, though we make him a liar and the words not in us. So, my little children, these things I write to you that you would sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is a propitiation for our sins, and not our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we know him, that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him and keeps not the commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keeps the word in him, truly is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him, then ought to walk himself also, even as Christ walked. Yes. Amen. 24. Let that therefore abide you which you have heard from the beginning. And if that you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and the Father. And this is that promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things I've written to you that you can turn them and try to seduce you from that. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you have not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things, and his truth and is no lie, and even as it is taught you, you shall abide in him. Amen. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, you may have confidence, and be not ashamed before him in his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you also know that everyone does righteousness, then is in fact born of him. Yes. So behold what manner of the love of the Father is bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. For the world knows us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the children of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope in himself purifies himself, even he was pure. Whosoever commits sin, though, transgresses the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. If you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. Whosoever that abides in him sins not, Whosoever sins is not seen, neither is known him. So little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous, even as he was righteous. He that commits sins of the devil. So the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Yes. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. Mm. And this, little children, we are manifest. The children of the devil manifest too. Whoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loves not his brother. 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but deed in truth. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For a heart condemns God is greater than a heart and knows all things. Beloved of a heart condemns not, though. Then we have confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, receive of him, because he keeps. We keep his commandments and we do the things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is the commandment. That we should believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave his commandment. And he that keeps his commandment dwells in him. And he in turn dwells in him. And hereby we know that he abides in us by the Spirit which he has given to us. Amen. One. Whosoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God and everyone that loves him that begotten loves him also begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God. He would keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Verse 9, then, if we have received the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For in this, the witness of God, which he has testified in the Son. He that believes in the Son of God has witness in himself, and he that believes not, God has made him a liar, because he believes not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is that record. That God has given to us eternal life, and his life is in his Son. He that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son has not life. 
these things that have written unto you that believe in the name of the Son of Jesus, Son of God, I'm sorry, that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may believe in the name of the Son of God. Amen. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. And if, in fact, he hears us, we also know that whatever we ask, we know that we receive the petitions we desire of him. Amen. So if any man sees his brother sin and sin, which is not unto death, we shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. Amen. So there is a sin unto death. I do not say that we should pray for it. See, all unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not unto death. Amen. We know that whoever is born of God sins not, but he that is begotten of God keeps himself that the wicked be not touched, and the wicked cannot touch him. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in wickedness. And we know the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that you and I may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus, and this is the true God, and eternal life. So little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. And last but not least, turn to Jude 4. Verse 3, I'm sorry. Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you you should earnestly Contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. For there are certain men that have crept in unawares who before of old ordained this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness, denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So I will therefore put you in remembrance who you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. So it didn't matter where you started, it didn't matter where you end. Yes. Yes. Mm. And the angels which kept out their first statement, but left their own habitation. He has reserved an everlasting change in our darkness to the judgment of the great day. Even as God, Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example serving the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also these filthy drivers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when he con was contending with the devil, he disputed not about he disputed about the body of Moses, dare not bring against him a raining accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Yeah. These speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally, and put beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone the way of Cain. They've run greedily after the air of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Kore. These are spots in your feasts of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves out of, without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about with winds, those trees whose fruit withers, without fruit twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch, also the seventh, from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord is going to come with ten thousand of his angels, to execute judgment upon all, to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and the end of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and after their own mouths speak great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But keep yourselves in the love of God, it says, but beloved, remember you are the, you, you the words which were spoken before the, God, the apostles of the Lord and Savior Jesus, how they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These are they who separate themselves, sensual having not the spirit, but you, beloved, building up yourselves your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of the Lord and Savior Jesus into eternal life. Amen. And if some have compassion, making difference, others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Yeah. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his own glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever, and let that be so. Amen. Amen.
Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you're teaching us. Lord, it's more importantly to not only understand the love that we need to have, but Lord, we've got to realize that the concentration of sin, that as we start to love you, that you're coming to get that which we have that's contrary to you. And Lord, not for your sake, but for our sake. We get it, we get it out so that we might be set apart, truly able to be sanctified and separated from the gospel. We'd be vessels of honor and no longer vessels of dishonor. But Lord, allowing you and your spirit and your will to be done in each one of our lives. So we give thanks, praise, and honor, and glory as you go forth in these things and ask that you be with us the rest of this day as we fellowship with one another in a time of, uh, of uh, this afternoon rest and in a time of teaching again. And I pray it all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. amen.